Good morning, church. Let me get my stand there. God is good, amen? amen? It is great to see you today. If you're visiting with us, thank you so much. I am not a visiting preacher today. I've been gone for a bit, but nonetheless, it's good to be back, and you folks are great. Love you so much, so much. What do an airplane, a bicycle, and a church have in common? An airplane, a bicycle, and a church. What do they have in common? They move. Well, the answer that I would give would be, if either stops moving forward, you're in trouble. Anyone that has driven up on a snowy hillside or a ice on a road understands as long as they're moving forward, as long as they're moving forward, you're doing pretty good. But once you stop, you're in trouble. There's no doubt. It's the same with church, a church body, an individual Christian, or collectively as a group that claims to be followers of Christ. If we stop, we're in trouble. So there must be this movement that takes place, and this movement with our growth and our doing what God would have us to do as a family of God. It is by following the Lord through our faith and obedience in Him. And by doing that, we look at the Scripture and we, we look at what God has to say. And, and I've always said it's, it's quite easy, but it's yet difficult for us to surrender to. It is that you read God's Word, and if it tells you to do something, do it if you're not doing it. If it tells you not to do something that you're doing, then stop doing it. It's pretty much, that's it, is it not? It's following in obedience, but moving forward. Speaking of moving. I was born in Somerset, Kentucky in 1957. When I was two years old, my family moved from Michigan or from Kentucky to Michigan, a place called Almont, about 45 miles north of Detroit, a farming community. When I was in the third grade, we moved about 10 miles away to a place called Romeo. At the age of 15, my family moved back to Kentucky to a place called Eubank. After high school, Don and I married, and we moved back to Michigan. I worked for Ford Motor Company. In 1980, after the whatever was going on then with all the layoffs, we bought a little piece of property back in Kentucky and moved back there. In 1983, I joined the Army and moved from New Jersey to Virginia and then finally to Colorado. After the service, we moved back to Kentucky. In 1989, we moved to Wichita Falls, Texas, I was working with the post office at the time, and then after that, in 1993, we moved here to Lawton. Quite a journey, there is no doubt. Now, some of you can relate with that, and some of you have many more moves than Donna and I. Now, that's just the moves we made out of states, but not necessarily just across town or other homes. We've lived in little trailers. We had a trailer that we lived in. We lived in an apartment when we first got married. We moved in, we lived in a little trailer that was eight by 50, and uh, we lived in that for a while, and so we lived in ho- different houses and apartments along the way, pretty much like a lot of you in this room, and perhaps yours is even more moves than Don and I. And yet some of you are Latonians. This is pretty much it. <laughs> this is America right here. 
Oh, you, but you've probably moved from maybe one house or location to another. There is no doubt. But we start in one place and we all end up in another place. That's just the way life is. We never know where life is going to take us before we leave this world, but nonetheless, we find ourselves in this journey of life. Life is not only a physical journey, it is, as we know as Christians, it is a spiritual journey as well. And oftentimes, our journey, it depends on how well it's going to turn out, it depends upon the people that we reflect or the people that we surround ourselves with. Lining up with good people grows us, lining up with the wrong people kind of pulls us back. Which one are we in all of that journey of life? But we want to have a positive influence in our journey of life. So where does our journey begin? Let's begin with that. Truly our journey begins in the moment of conception. In Psalms 139 it teaches us that we are created, we are this created being. God knows us, He knits us together in our mother's womb. Now some will try to reject that, that fact, but it doesn't change the fact. We all got here the same way. God's design. They'll need to take that up with God because He's already settled that, whether they like it or not. Our journey's beginning thrusts us into time and eternity. It's what happens when we are born. From that moment God puts us here, we're thrust into time and to eternity. Eternity is not connected to time as time is connected to eternity. Let me say that again. Eternity is not connected to time as time is connected to eternity. Time is limited. Eternity, eternity has no time constraints to it. We are in time while we are in eternity. It's just a segment of. There is an eternal, an unending, an everlasting, and God has fixed that into place, whether one believes that or not. For some would say, I don't believe that. It doesn't apply to me. Just because you don't believe something does not mean that it doesn't apply to you. You can say, I don't believe in gravity. gravity. But if you step off of a tall building, you're going to find out it applies to you. That's fact. So let's look at eternity and time. See the difference even through Scripture. Old Testament, New Testament. Just a few verses, of course. could give you many more. Psalms 90, verse number 2, Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And the church says, Amen. Amen. Eternal. Psalms 103, The life of the mortals, that's us, is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it, and it is gone. Time just dissipates. Matthew chapter 25, 46. Then they will go away in eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. And the church says, Amen. Amen. Eternal. Time. James chapter 4, verse 14. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. Time. For what is your life? Time. It is even a vapor and appears for a little time and then vanishes away. So there is an eternal and there is time. We are in time, but we are in eternity, if you will. An eternal for us. Now, when we move from time, we never move out of eternity. 
If perhaps a mother chooses to abort her child, time stops, but eternity does not. Praise God. When my mother was pregnant with me, the doctors said she had cancer of the uterus, and they said, abort the child, have the surgery, and perhaps you will live. If my mother would have chose that, time for me would have stopped, but eternity would never stop. My oldest sister, the firstborn in our family, the doctor clipped her umbilical cord too close. She began to bleed and she bled out within two hours of her birth. Time stopped for my sister, but eternity has never stopped. There's a difference in all of that. If one lives to be a hundred plus years, time stops, but eternity doesn't. Time, again, is just a segment of eternity. I did a funeral, for example. I did a funeral for a nephew that was only nine months of age, died of SIDS. I did a cousin that died with a heart attack, or I had a cousin that died of a heart attack at the age of 21 months, a rare disease. Um, I had a cousin that was like a brother to me because we raised him and the family, and he died in a freak, not a terrible motorcycle accident, a freak accident at the age of 21 in his prime, headed off to college to play football. My brother died at the age of 59 with cancer. My grandmother lived to be 97 years of age. And as you may know, I did the funeral back in Kentucky last week for our 12-year-old great-nephew who died tragically in a house fire because he went back to get his puppy. Just to insert there, Don and I want to thank all of you for your cards and your calls and your prayers, especially your prayers. Please be praying for our niece. All different stages of life stepped out of time, but not out of eternity, God's plan. Their journey here over, but eternity continues. Praise God. So what about our journey? What about our journey? While we are here in time, we are on a journey, there is no doubt. There's a time to be born and a time to die for all of us. And there's a dash in between that tells people what we were about. It's our journey, that dash is the journey for us that we have. But then collectively as a church family, we are on a journey. If you are a member of this church, you say, I want to join this family of believers and I want to be on the journey that they're on. And thank you for being a part of the family. When God, when you receive Christ as your Savior, He puts you in the family of God, the overall family of God. We're bigger than this, praise God. But this is our family. You've placed membership here. Family, we continue. On this journey, we go through seasons, and that's one of the things that you'll hear me be talking about in the weeks and the months ahead is seasons of life that we go through, what it is that we go through in them. So what is the seasons? Where do they come from? How do we get them? Well, in Daniel chapter 2, it talks about it there. And he changes the times and the seasons. That's God. There's times and there's seasons for us. Seasons of life show us or remind us that time is passing. 
when those seasons change, we say, wow, that season's gone. This season's come. It's interesting, on Friday, my son from Austin, Texas, uh, texted me and said, Woohoo, Dad, it's 90 degrees down here. I've got shorts on and I'm just loving it. Now, I thought it was winter. Same seasons, but differences. How do I know that? 15, 15 minutes later, I kid you not, 15 minutes later, not knowing that my son had texted me, my daughter texted me, she lives in St. Louis, and her text was with a picture outside her front door with all the snow and all the ice, and she said underneath it, when will it stop? <laughs> it's amazing. Seasons. Every spring, we see new life beginning. It flourishes. Summer, we see the fullness of everything. Fall, we see the changing of colors of life. And in winter, we see the hibernation of life. It's the seasons that mark. You see the time moving right before us. So as we begin our new theme for the year, even though it's middle of February, as we begin this new theme of our journey together, as you see in these banners here. We are going to be looking at many different things, and I'm not really, you need to pray for me, because as I told Mike this morning, I have this message, and I finished it yesterday, so that means next week's is not here yet. Any volunteers? <laughs> Robbie, you ready? <laughs> All right, here we go. But nonetheless, I have some ideas, okay? Don't get me wrong, I have some ideas, but it's not laid out, I'm just not that way. I don't know why. Because I, I think it is because God wants me to be dependent upon Him and Him alone. But we are going to be looking at all kinds of different things that we hopefully will encourage us and challenge us and strengthen us and develop us as individuals and collectively as a, a body of Christ. And as you look at these banners up here, you will see the different seasons. For instance, we're winter. Winter is over here and in this winter time. Now, in the wintertime, there's things that go on, and this is the seasons of your life I'm talking about here. And in these seasons of your life, this season is the journey. You may perhaps be in the winter right now. Perhaps you're like our family right now. It's a loss that's come along in your family, a diagnosis that's come along, a depression that's come along, and it's pushed you into the winter season and you're wondering if ever at all that spring might get here. But you could still be in the same room and be in the spring season. And the spring season, some of you are there now, and you in this time, it's exciting for you. It's meaning exciting, and perhaps you're, you're, you're with a child, and you're excited about that, or maybe you're engaged, and you're soon to be married, and you're like, yeah, can't wait, it's, it's wonderful, and we remember those in that. Some of you are in the seasons of summer right now. What do I mean by that? You're in the seasons of summer where the fullness, you have seen your uh, life and your children grow and develop into young men and women. Sherry Dittmeyer sent me a little card she does every year of, of, of Gabe and, and Abby. And some of you probably receive those cards as well. And I was looking at those this week, and it's so precious because I said, who, 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 who's that big tall guy in that picture? Because, you see, I have a picture of them in my office. 
And I love that picture. I keep it in my office. It's in my little nook there, you know, and I see those in, from time to time. And, and they're both small enough. Both of them were small enough at one time to sit on my lap. And here they are grown up. But summertime and seeing our children grow and blossom into wonderful things. Or maybe the summertime for you is that you finally got that job. Oh, that dream of job in your life. And things are going great. And you're just excited about that. But for others, it might be the fall season. It might be the fall of life. And that, that can be also rewarding for some. It's a season where you finally retired. And, and, and you're excited about it. You're kind of excited about what you can do. You can sleep into 7 o'clock if you want to. You can even stay up to 10 o'clock if you want to. If you can stay awake that long, Larry. But, it, but, but in that, if you want to take a nap in the middle of the day, you just take the nap. If you want to go see the grandkids and spoil them, then you can come home. It's just a wonderful season, and there's a great harvest that might be taking place because of the works and the labors. And So maybe you're in that season. Ecclesiastes tells us that there's seasons. It also tells us that there is a time for everything. Remember, time. A time for everything. And a season for every activity under the heavens. Seasons allow us to see that in our lives. So in our journey together, there are seasons, there is no doubt. Now, as Christians, we know that God has given us orders. It's stated on our bulletin, but it's stated on our hearts. From Matthew 28, it tells us that we are to go. The assignment of the Christian is to go. Remember, if you stop, you're in trouble. So keep going. That's the clue from God there. And in that process, he's telling us to go and to teach his great love. Tell about his great love to the world. In other words, God is telling us as we travel on our journey, our journey together, he's saying, don't forget to share me, God, along the way. But as we travel on our journey together, we all know something. We all know on that journey something comes up. There are many things that will come up. Some good, some not so good, some dangerous, some hurtful, some painful, some ugly things in life because we're on a journey. It would be just nice to zip there, but it just doesn't happen, does it? Now, the journey when you, you get ready, a journey that you get ready, let me talk about this because this is an introduction of what we're going to be doing, but hopefully it ties into your life spiritually today as well. So on a journey that we get together or we're, we're going to go somewhere on a trip, let's say vacation, say from the tip of Florida to the tip of Washington State or from Maine to maybe the end of Texas or whatever the case is, and so we're going to keep it a road trip, if you will. And once you, in that process, you, you make a decision that you're going to go and you're preparing for that and all of the things that come with that, and we're going to come back to that throughout the weeks as well, of the preparation that it takes to take the journey, the cost that it takes to take the journey, because there is something there. So in all of this, and let's just, again, keep it to the road trip thing. We get in the car and we're headed out on the highway on our journey and we're beginning. Now, I don't know if your family is like my family, but my family would always say things like, are we there yet? We haven't left the driveway. One of the things we always have and we'll talk about in our journey is that prayer time. Before we leave the driveway, we always pray. It doesn't matter where we're at. And when we always get there, we pray because we know God was with us 
on the journey. And so in that journey, it begins. And on the highway, you pass. And this is where this series or this is where this theme of the year came from. So the elders asked him, what's your theme for this year? And I was throwing out this and thinking about that. And then going down the highway from here to Oklahoma City to the VA, I was trying to figure out some things and thinking and preaching. Some of my best messages are between here and Oklahoma City. So if you're driving up uh, 44, roll your window down, maybe you'll catch one, okay? (laughs) But nonetheless, I'm looking at these road signs, and it just hit me. And in these road signs of this, we're on our journey, you're going to see all kinds of road signs. And those road signs give us information, some that we want, some that we don't want. They give us directions, some that we want, some that we don't care for. And it gives us attractions and locations and all the other things that are out there. Now, you follow me? Give me an amen. Okay, very good. We're not finished. Now, can you go back? Are we, are we not? On a, yeah, there you go. Just right there. That's good. All right, so here we are, and we're going to look at a few of those road signs real quick, and I'm going to come back some of these, not all of them, and maybe you've seen a road sign that you think will connect with something that will help me throughout this because we're not going to be in a hurry. So one of the signs that you see oftentimes when you, is a road sign called stop. The truth is God is telling us at some points in our lives to stop. Perhaps even in the room today, you know that God is telling you to stop. And there's a reason for a stop sign, and there's a reason why God would say, stop. There's a reason for it, and we'll look at that. As you go through the stop signs, you might come up with the next one, which would be what? Go ahead and with that, if you would. And this is the rough roads ahead. Some of you have been on some rough roads in 2018, and you're looking for some smooth highways. Give me an amen rough roads. You're just hoping that it doesn't last too long. The problem with this rough roads ahead, you don't know how long that is. And in our lives, spiritually speaking, some of us go through those rough roads. I will tell you this, if you're a new Christian, rough roads ahead. The next one we're going to look at as we go through these, and I have the pictures here in front of me so I can kind of keep up because we're going to go through them rather quickly. Justin, thank you for your patience. Slippery when wet. It's things are slippery. I don't want them to be. Everything's going along pretty good, but you let off the glass and you hit that black ice, and what happens? Woo, woo. You're dancing with your car, and it ain't fun. That's what happens in our lives spiritually. Things are going along, and all of a sudden, what happens? And then we might look at even the next one is under construction. Mike and Jeff were talking about that today. It's that transforming of the mind. We're always under construction. Praise God for that. I don't like to see these on the road signs, but in my life they're important because I know that there's this construction going on. God's molding me and shaping me into what he wants me to be, and I have to surrender to that with the next one we move on. Yield. Some of you even here today haven't yielded to what God has called you to yield to, and that is to surrender to His Son as Savior and Lord. You just don't just, I'm just going. I'm not paying attention to a yield sign. Some people look at a yield sign in life, and you know what they think? You know what they think it means? Floor it. That's right. It doesn't. The bumps along the way. When the bumps come, you ever, you ever go down the highway and it's, there's that sign right there that says bump? You ever do that? You go down the road and, and, and you keep going and you don't, there's nothing. Anybody? It's like, where's the bump? And other times you see that sign and it's like you hit the bar ditch. You know what I'm saying? So there's bumps. Go ahead with the next one. 
and we go through those spiritually. This one is the detours. I don't like detours because it doesn't allow me to get to the destination that I want to on the time frame that I have for my life. But there's a reason why there are detours in our lives. Sometimes because of things that we've done and sometimes because of what others have done in front of us. You get it? Spiritually speaking. The next one, as we move on here, this, one's a, this one can be <laughs> really cautious, okay? Falling cows. It means the unexpected. You wouldn't expect this, but I suppose there was a falling cow somewhere. Now, in Scripture, we do see flying pigs. I will tell you that. And we'll probably get to that message there in that one. Go to the next. Just have a little fun here. Road closed. You know what people do when they get to a road closed, spiritually speaking? You see, some of you even may be at that point of your life, or you know someone right now. Let me give you an example. In that road closed, when you see that, you have two options. A lot of people just turn the key off and say, I'm done. That's why you have empty pews. They've come to a road closed and they say, hey, this is it, I'm done. And they're not here. But you have some options when you see road closed, and we'll get to that as well. Go ahead with the next. And the next would be what? Oh, yeah, these things kind of confuse us because it's the decision time of life. You see, the decision you make in life shapes your tomorrow. We tell that to our kids and our grandkids all the time. Make good decisions, get good what? Results. Make bad decisions, bad results. They don't believe it, they make them, what happens? They get what we told them. And then we say, we told you so. But our parents told us the same thing, right? Spiritually speaking, there are decisions that we need to make in our lives and sometimes they look like, well, I think that one looks as good as that one. If you saw this sign, which way would you go? You got to know what God says to make the right decision in your life. Okay, next. I'm not sure how that one got up there, but I'll have a message. Okay, let's go on. The next one is slow. You know what this one, it just tells us, you know, sometimes we get in such a hurry. I hear people say this when I do counseling. I'm so busy, busy, busy. You ever hear that? Oh, I just can't. I'm just so busy. I just can't. Oh, I just can't. You know what I tell people? Sit down, be still, take deep breaths, and I'll be back in five minutes. You know why I do that? The reason why I do that is because they need to calm themselves. Scripture says, be still and know that I am God. Some of you need to just slow down. In that process, let's go on real quick. Dead end. Dead ends. Oh, I don't like dead ends. Once again, you can get there, you can turn it off, but we're going to come to that one. This one leads to this one, road rage. That's anger in our lives. Listen, I don't know of one person on planet Earth that has never been not angry at some point in their life. Anybody perfect in that area? You need to be here for that message. Because there are so many filtering systems off of anger. When we look at anger, you're going to see not only anger. In other words, the person says, I get angry, but I'm over in a few minutes. Well, a tornado only lasts a few minutes, but somebody has to clean up after it. And so that anger leads to other things in our lives, and oftentimes it gets real ugly. So this one we really need to focus on. The next one would be U-turns. The world's going to tell you that the mistakes that you've made in the past, you can't turn around. Praise God for U-turns. The next one would be, as we go through, and none of these are in particular order. This is just an exit sign. You can put anything you want to there because that's what we do. 
we put anything we want there. Oh, this looks good in life. Exit. Oh, this looks good. Got to have a new boat. Got to have a new. Got to have this. And we just exit. And then we get it. And then we get back on track. And then we're going, oh, paying for that one. All right. What's the next one? Uh, oh, we like speed. Anybody like to drive fast like my wife? I put a governor on our car. It will not go over 65. No, I'm just kidding. We like to go fast. We like to get there. We want to get there. We don't like to get. So we get this road rage leads to that oftentimes. You're not getting there fast enough. Listen, if you leave 10 minutes late for work, you're still going to be late no matter how fast you go. Unless you're I dream of genie. Right? It's the way it works. But then what happens? We hit these signs, which is what? Slow down. Once again, we'll talk about those in our lives. This one I put up there for Phil, and this one is, what's that mean? It's share the road. Folks, we need to understand it's not just about us. And you may share the road with more than what you think. We'll get to that, I promise you. And as we move on, now there comes the price to pay because everybody's dying to decide what in the world we're going to... In your car, does it happen on your vacation? Where you want to eat? I don't know where you want to eat. I'm not sure. Right? I got a good story to tell on that one. And here's the thing, and the reason why I put this one up here is you see that some of you are going to go to Cracker Barrel today, some maybe to IHOP, I don't know, Huddle House, not sure of that, and Crystals, we don't have those. But that Chick-fil-A one. And I got up this morning and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I feel so good today, I'm going to take my whole congregation to Chick-fil-A today. (laughs) Nope. It's got to be Sundays. Any Sunday you want to go, I'll take you. Thriving business, by the way. Good principles. All right, next. Watch this. This is where we got to decide. we got to decide where we're going to sleep at. Is it a motel three and a half with no light, or is it going to be the day's end with maybe one light? What it is that we're going to do in our life, but they're decisions that we make. And those decisions of where we stay overnight are huge. Think about it, spiritually speaking, as well. Here, what we got to do is got a cost. There's another cost factor there. It's gasoline. We got to have fuel. We got to be able to get to where we want to get to. And some people just pass up. They'll pass up 14 gas stations, run out of gas to save a penny a gallon. Anybody do that besides my wife? No, it's not. Picking on Donna Day. Here's another one we have an expense here in Oklahoma. Hey, we love Oklahoma so much we charge you coming in and charge you to go out. What I'm trying to get across in this one is you know what? There's a cost. There's a cost to this thing we call our journey. There's a cost. We'll get to it, I promise. Rest area, we need a rest area in our life. Let's move on from that one. And we need this one. That's the wrong way. We're going the wrong way. Where are we at? You see, somebody, even today, you know in your spirit, you're here because God's checked you enough to get you here. And you know in your spirit where you're at in your life is going and headed the wrong way. I can't make you change that. But I know the Spirit of God can change that in your life if you will be opened to what He has for your life. Let's move on. I'd turn back if I were you. You see, when you go the wrong way, 
that, that could very well be uh, danger, danger, Will Robinson, right? That's telling us that God has signs and warning signs that we are headed in the wrong direction. We've got to quickly move on. Almost finished. Hang on. A few more. Here's the confusion part. If you were in Nebraska and you got, well, not Nebraska, but let's say Louisiana or something, and you got dropped down on this sign and you just opened your eyes, you, I don't know about you, but I would think, where in the world am I at? Am I going north, east, west? What is it? North, east, north, south, north, or east. I, I don't know which way I'm, which road am I on? Anybody see one of those signs and get confused? We'll look at this sign next. Confusion, confusion. We get confused in our lives. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Did you get that one? No trucks beyond this point. It's truck route. What? Confusion sets a lot of people, uh, it, it really does, in the Christian walk. And I'm not trying to just make light of, but you see how these things are in our spiritual walk. People get confused in their spiritual walk. Somebody's telling them one thing and somebody else is telling them another. Let me tell you, this word is the truth from cover to cover, book to book, chapter to chapter, verse to verse, word to word. It is the truth. It can change your life if you let it. Oh, God, let you let it. You see my point? Makes sense. Hope it's making sense. Quickly, we got to remember our children. Sometimes we go so fast, we, get, we want to get to where we get, but we don't want to let our children come along with us. Oh, can we stop at the uh, James, oh, what's the uh, um, Jesse James Museum? Nope, we got to get there. Can we stop by the Cave of the Winds? Nope, we got to get there. And oftentimes, as adults, parents, when we get older, we just wish we would have stopped by Jesse James Museum or the Cave of the Winds or just pick some flowers alongside the road with our children. And finally, home. Home. I'm 61 years old and I've never felt home. I've never felt at home anywhere. And I love this congregation. I've never said, I, that's my home. I've never felt that. I have places that I would rather live in life. But I've never felt like home. Some of you have that, some of you don't. God wants you to know that there's a place called home. And he wants you to desire that more than you desire this. All right, that's the ones we're going to be going over. Now, where do we go from here? All right, here it is. Get the point, hopefully. All these are things that we will be going in through and on our journey at times, and they can become very difficult, if you will, to maneuver through them. And it hinders our getting to our de destination or the desired destination that we have. We don't like it, and yet we know something will come our way. You say, well, Harley, it looks like we're in for a long ride, and things are going to get a little scary. You're absolutely correct. But I want you to know this, and every week we will come back to this, we'll come back to this, and that is what will always see us through no matter what we go through, and that is, look at the banners, and on each of these banners, you may not be able to see it, so I put it on a screen for you, at each of these banners, the Scripture promises, this Old Testament, New Testament, but it promises in this, the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go, through the bumps, through the, through the curves, through the falling cows of life, 
and all of the things that we go through, praise God that He will go with us everywhere we go. Give me an amen. You see, God never intended, never intended for us to take this journey alone. That's the beauty of God. Remember, God is eternal. And He wants us to arrive in eternity with Him when we step out of time. Make sense? I don't want to leave today without saying this right here. I wrote this in yesterday because it's laid on my heart and I need to do it. And I want you to listen very closely. doesn't matter if you're Christian or non-Christian. I want you to know this. I don't want you to leave today without letting you know that where you spend eternity is your decision. Where you spend eternity is your decision. You see, God's already set in order a way for you to live with Him in eternity. All you have to do is accept His offer. That's it. You see, this is not a difficult thing to understand. In fact, I believe you have to be a theologian to misunderstand and to make it difficult. Why do I say that? Because the gospel is for all, not a few. So it has to be simple, does it not? Here's the simple fact. The gospel is simple. You and I have sinned, and that places us in a category of being separated from God for all of eternity, not time, all of eternity. Your sin, my sin, separates us from God for all of eternity. So you look at Ephesians 2 and Mark 16 that I have there. I won't read those for you, but you can read them as we go along here. However, because of His great love for us, hallelujah, because of His great love for us, God provided a way for us to have our sin removed. And with that, it puts us in the category of being united with Him once and for all, for all of eternity, not time. Isn't that good news? Man, I just wish we were a clapping church and a hallelujah church. Because I'm going to tell you, there's nothing better than that. That God has provided us a way through this time to eternity with Him for all of eternity. Amen. Good, good. Go ahead. That's all right. I don't mind. It's okay. It's like, hey, we can clap. All right. God is not interrupted by that. Trust me. So in that, here it is. It's the simplicity of watch. If you don't, if you don't know, just this is how simple it is. Friend, God's talking to you. Listen closely. Listen. This is how simple it is. Do you believe that you have sinned? That's a yes or no answer. Yes, but, 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 no, no, no. Yes or no. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Yes or no. Do you believe that Jesus paid for your sin on the cross? Yes or no. And do you believe that Jesus was raised from the dead and is now in heaven preparing a heavenly home for those who trust Him as Lord and Savior? Yes or no? If your answer is yes, you need to experience a thing called a new birth. And with that, your sins are washed away and your journey with God begins. And it happens no other way. 
You're either separated from God in eternity or you're connected to God with eternity and you decide. You do. We do. And those of us that are connected, we won't get it all right. It can't happen. There's going to be the bumps. There's going to be the confusions. There's going to be the turnarounds, the wrong ways, the exits, and all the things that we mentioned in our lives. But praise God, the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Wherever we're at, God is with us on our journey. Today, Maybe today is the day for you to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. That you say, yes, I believe. That you say, yes, I want to experience the new birth. Because more than anything, I want to begin a journey with God in eternity. Or maybe today you found yourself in one of those things that we've taught. And you just feel yourself, listen, Prayer gets you back on track. And God loves to get his people back on track. And God is long-suffering and he is patient for all of us. And he's saying, come on, get back on track. We stand ready to pray with you today. We stand ready, ready to help you today. Whatever your decision is, now is the time to do that as we give you this time. So we sing a verse of a song. You come. It's together we stand and sing.